And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. I'm talking about this show covers some major ground across the northern half of the great state of Alabama, going way down down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back on over to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. The Triple Dipper today has got some stuff in it. And the first one, these are not serious people. That's what I'm calling it. So I'm talking in general terms here when I say these are not serious people. You, you look at it and go, wow, come on. Can we stop breaking glass ceilings for, the, for somebody and find somebody qualified for the actual stinking job? Is that so hard? Well, apparently it is. I mean, you, you, I, I, I get it if there's going to be a Democrat who appoints someone who has an ideology that's sort of along. But when you see people appointed who did not get appointed for any other purpose except to further an agenda that has nothing to do with what they were appointed to be there for, you look at it and go, God, you, were, you are not at all serious people. I mean, if you came into the office, who was it? Somebody texted a moment ago and I saw it. Paul from Athens says they don't want a job, they want a title. Perfect point. They came in for the purposes of getting a title that gave them a platform to do more than what the job was supposed to be for. And then they began to gerrymander with society. And they began to do things that create all kinds of effects. Now, the first one I've got, you may think, Phil, why are you talking about what happened at Shake Shack? That's a private entity. I thought we were talking about people in, oh, wait for it. Hang on. Here's the deal. National Review has an article. came out yesterday. Shake Shack. You ever been to a Shake Shack, Boomer? Oh, yeah. Oh, dang it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer's trying to talk to me with the mic off. Uh, oh, yeah. I love Shake Shack. I love some Shake Shack. Mm. I mean, I'll be honest. I've gone in there before and had to stand in line forever, but... The food was good. Yes. Just burger and fries. How can a burger and fries be bad, but they make it really, really good? Really good. All right, so Shake Shack. National Review article. Shake Shack agrees to pay a misgendered employee $20,000 in a discrimination dispute. So the fast food chain Shake Shack on Monday agreed to pay $20,000 to a former employee who alleged that coworkers had engaged in harassment and discrimination on the basis of gender identity. Gender identity. Yeah, except that this was not gender identity like you're a woman, we can't let you work here, or you're a guy, we can't let you have any success in life. No, it was misgendering. It's a part of the settlement of a case in which a disgruntled staff member, it says, who identified as a man but was born a woman, claimed to experience misgendering in the workplace. Okay, so first of all, misgendering. If you are that, I mean, Boomer, you grew up in the athletic environment. Uh, yes. You know, I, I played sports. I was in the Army. How many times does somebody say something to you like, way to go, come on, get it together, Nancy? I mean, oh, or, or a coach look at you go, let's go, ladies. Um, I, more than I can count. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, if you're, that thin, terms. if you're that thin-skinned, anyway, so apparently the dude, um, wait, I'm sorry, the chick who identifies as a dude, people are confused. When they see you looking like a woman, and they say, where is she? Don't you misgender me. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot you were calling yourself a man today. Anyway, detailing accusations of discrimination, harassment, and retaliation based on gender identity and gender expression, the complaint against Shake Shack also says that they failed to take reasonable steps to correct the behavior of these horrible staff who are misgendering it. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> Management, oh, she's born a woman, that's right, she. Um, management allegedly urged the employee to explain their gender identity to the misunderstanding co-workers, ah, but the co-worker went ahead and just quit. 
and filed a suit and got $20,000, so why not? Here's the thing, here's my point. It's state law in California. The whole misgendering thing, state law. Kevin Kish, the director of the California Civil Rights Department, told the publication that state law outlaws intentional misgendering in the workplace. Intentional misgendering and other forms of discrimination based on gender identity, and these, this, is not, this is not serious. I mean, when I, when, I, when I hear this, I recognize an agenda that goes beyond just trying to make sure there's a fair and even workplace. There's an agenda here. Misgendering, really? That's what you sued for? That's why you quit your job? That's why you got so upset that you sued your employer? Misgendering. What are you thinking? Oh, I'm thinking a lot. <laughs> but for me, it's like, okay, in California, is that why a lot of these companies are trying to leave? Because it's just ridiculous to stay there with all these new laws that are coming into effect because they can't do anything right now. They're just going to get start getting sued left and right because they can't determine what one person's thinking what they are it's, it's exactly so it's it's that and more it's it's the level of taxation it's the cost of goods and services out there it's the cost of living it's the um, uh, lack of uh, controls in some of the major urban centers on crime uh, it's the constant mollycoddling of the people in society who don't produce as opposed to those who do um, it's it's a lot of things but this is part of it oh. Yeah. All right. These are not serious people. What's the next story I got in my, <laughs> my stack of stuff? Okay. Story yesterday, Fox News. You remember him? Sam Brenton. Yeah. Boober just got happy. I just, did. Just, so funny. the non-binary former Biden official Sam Brenton is to appear in court to face baggage theft charges. All right. Let's, that, that title didn't even do him justice. He was a just a absolute activist in his role. He was a senior Department of Energy official with a top secret clearance. His 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 role was allegedly um, to be in charge of nuclear waste disposal and to oversee major departments with multi-million dollar budgets. And yet, aside from being the guy who gave um, uh, you know uh, speeches on fetish and kink and uh, lived a very dynamically alternative lifestyle and wore flaming red dresses to work with high heels and bald head and super <laughs> lipstick. I mean, like everything he did was, I'm an agenda. I'm an agenda. No, you're, you're, you're supposed to be the Department of Energy's uh, undersecretary for waste disposal for nuclear you know, waste. No, I'm an agenda because he's not a serious person. Well, in October of last year, he was charged with stealing a woman's luggage that was worth in excess of $2,300 near the baggage claim at Minneapolis-St. Paul. Really? Why would he do this? And was this a one-off? Nope, it was not. So he now faces up to five years in prison and $10,000 in fines. When the news broke, the, the uh, law enforcement in Las Vegas went, wait a minute, didn't we have a case like that? Who was that guy we couldn't identify? And they pulled up the video of a July 6th theft in the same year, Oh, that's the same guy. Another theft of a bag worth $3,670 at the airport in Las Vegas by Samuel Brenton, which contained jewelry worth $1,700, clothing worth $850, and makeup valued at $500 because he had a thing for other women's luggage. And he would scout them, and he would take them, and he had a top-secret clearance, but he was a glass ceiling breaker. 
And that's important to know. Well, he's not there anymore. The Department of Energy announced on December 12th that he had departed the agency. Oh, really? In the meantime, Republicans are asking Secretary Granholm, what exactly were your standards for finding these people and putting them in the positions of authority and clearance levels that, that these are not serious people? Not at all. And then you look at some who have been around for a long time and you get to the kind of bless your heart stage. And Dianne Feinstein, I mean, so I did not realize the extent of her, you know, liberal track record. First elected to the Senate over 30 years ago in 19, uh, 1992. Uh, she was mayor of San Francisco from 78 to 88. And she actually began as a member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors in 1969. What that means is she's been in public office um, for like 50 years plus. And she'll turn 90 this year, 90. She's the oldest member of the legislature, of the, of the U.S. Uh, Senate. And yesterday she announced through her office that she was not going to be seeking re-election. And then when she was asked about it by reporters later, she did not know that announcement had been made. These are not serious people. When this, is, when this is someone who holds major positions of authority over our lives and they don't know that they're not retiring or they are retiring or they're talking about retiring, they don't know because their office is doing things for them because they can't do it themselves, these are not serious people. So Senator Dianne, the Washington Examiner, Senator Dianne Feinstein denied that she had decided not to seek re-election in 2024. She said, I haven't made that decision. I haven't released anything. To which a staffer quickly leaned in and said, that they had released the statement. And her response was, you put out a statement? I, I, I should have known you put that out. I think she did. I think that she just did forgot or it escaped her or something. All said and done, these are not serious people. When you, when you, when you literally have to lean in and tell them you just did that a little while ago, that ain't good. As she goes to the next meeting where she makes big decisions about how you and I operate in the modern world, not serious people. Boomer, take me to a break, man. We'll go about a minute early. We'll come right back because I've got the next one. Did you know we had an LGBTQ trailblazer who was an undersecretary of the Air Force? Mm, did. She's retiring. Wow. Well, Pete Booty Judge. I've got a whole bless your heart article on him. And then how about the lady who is going through her third confirmation hearing because she can't get confirmed and they keep sending her back yeah, Ted Cruz had some fun with that yesterday. We'll talk about all this and more. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. Uh, the text line's got several people chiming in. Brand new on the text line, Jeff from Green Hill. We're glad you're there, man. He says, he said, nice to be a right side ruffian. Said it's a plain old ruffian. <laughs> we'll take you. Um, David from Huntsville texts in, says Biden and Feinstein for 2024. Oh, my word. 
Um, yeah, just point them to the podium and see what happens. Uh, Jeremy from Huntsville, he says, uh, from a man who's been called ma'am hundreds of times, I'd like to say get over it. He says, yes, I'm a soprano. So, <laughs> um, Jim from Madison, he says, uh, Phil, Asbury must not be a Baptist college. Otherwise, that service would have ended promptly at noon on Sunday because, you know, fried chicken and tater salad. I spoke at a... Um, so I was actually ordained Southern Baptist, but I, I, I guess people have asked before, what, what about your background, Phil? Oh, I'm a full gospel Methabaptarian, um, but uh, tongue in cheek there. But I was speaking at a Methodist church one day, and, um, and, I, and I, I looked down at my watch and I said, you know what it means when a Baptist pastor looks at his watch? The answer is not much. <laughs> and then I said, I've been asked to go ahead and just uh, have you guys tarry slightly here. We'll be taking about the next 45 minutes in order to let the Methodists or the uh, Baptists get to the, uh, the buffet quicker. Um, all right, enough of that. I'm just, I'm just chasing rabbits now. Uh, let's go back to the, the, the topic at hand. These are not serious people. How about this? We have an undersecretary of the Air Force who just retired or resigned or something. She's stepping down. But the headline from Military.com, the headline, which, by the way, Military.com, if you're not familiar, is a site where you can go and read all the liberal views of what's happening in the military. So Air Force Undersecretary Jones, an LGBTQ trailblazer, is stepping down. Why is that? Because the, these are not serious people. That's why. They're, they're not concerned with what she did in office per se. They're worried about the agenda. They want to know, was the glass ceiling broken? That's That's... It's not enough that she helped run the Air Force. It's Did she do enough for the LGBTQ community while she was there? Because, you know, she's an LGBTQ trailblazer. I can't even say it. it. says, the Air Force's second highest ranking civilian, Undersecretary Gina Ortiz-Jones, is stepping down from her role a year and a half into the position. Jones was appointed by President Joe Biden as the first openly gay lesbian woman to serve as the Undersecretary for any service branch. Why does that matter? We don't, we don't care rat squat about her sex life. We do not give a, a hind end about whether or not she is, you know, basically doing anything other than, oh, I don't know, being an undersecretary of the military. That's what we care about. And yet what we're looking at now is, is these are not serious people. They're not looking at trying to get the right person for the job. They're trying to get the right demographic for the job or the right glass ceiling breaker for the job. The article goes on to say, Jones is a member of the LGBTQ community. As undersecretary, Jones helped push a wide variety of reforms, helped at making life in uniform easier for women, minorities, and parents. This past August, Jones helped set new demographic goals in hopes of getting more diverse applicants for the services officer corps, which has historically leaned towards white males. Um, yeah. Under these new goals, the Air Force and Space Force now aim to have 36% of their officers to be women because it's not important that we find the best pilots, the best intel gatherers and analysts, the best um, uh, who are capable of, of guiding our satellite capabilities. No, that's not important. We want to know we have more women. We want to know we have more um, uh, or fewer cis white males. We want to know that we have... Uh, enough people from the LGBT, because that's what they're worried about. They're not, these are not serious people. The whole headline has nothing to do with the Air Force. It has everything to do with an agenda. 
One line here in the end of the, towards the end of it says, we're in a race for talent and our policies need to reflect that, Jones said in a press release regarding changes she made. We're in a race for talent? No, you're not. You're in a race for race. You're in a, you're in a race for demographics because you're not a serious person. And you, you can say what you want, but this article from military.com just put an entire asterisk next to her career. Why? Because she's not a serious person. If I were her, I would have been reaching out saying, change that headline. Would you please talk about what I did in my military career and not whether I'm an LGBTQ activist? But they're not serious people, so they don't care. I got a caller on the line, bud. I do. I'm just sorry about that. Uh, is that line? Jeff from Indiana, what are you doing, man? I'm going through Falkville right now, trying to get back on the interstate. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, uh, just be careful doing it. What, what's up, man? What's on your mind? Hey, hey, uh, you know, uh, uh, through the uh, Stolen Valor Act, uh, I can't pretend to, you know, that I was in the service and, and, you know, and go out and pretend I was in the military and stuff under penalty of law. True. Uh, so uh, I think you need to get together with your buddies down there in uh, Montgomery and say, hey, we need to come up with the the uh, gender uh, the uh, uh, the gender mis act or whatever. I can't pretend to be a woman if I'm a man. So you want you want not the stolen valor, but the uh, the, the, the yeah, stolen gender the stolen, act. Stolen, huh? stolen gender act. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> couldn't spit it out for nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if it, you know, it, it's a whole lot easier for me to sit there and you know. Think that I was, you know, in the service. Tell somebody I was in the service and everything. But if I'm a man, I I sit there and tell somebody, well, I think I'm a woman and go in their bathroom. It, it, so it, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, when when you're not serious people, you know what? You know what's crazy though. I guess some of them they they, they will they will say you know, we are serious people. This is very serious business, but it's not what they were appointed for. Like the whole thing about the Secretary of the Air Force, the Under Secretary of the Air Force. Nothing in the article talked about her Air Force career. It talked about literally whether or not she was an LGBTQ. Uh, activist. Period. That's all I had. I mean, what what other mental illnesses do we, uh, uh, you know, coddle? Uh, schizophrenia. Uh, you know, uh, all these other things and stuff. It seems like we coddle uh, somebody who's a mis- uh, who has a gender mis. mis- I can't even. I can't think of words. <laughs> you need to stop <laughs> and get you a cup of coffee, bro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeff. But, uh, you know, hey, we're hitting the break, man. We're, 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 right. we're up well, against it, Jeff. Good, all right, call back when your tongue's straightened out. <laughs> <laughs> that might be never. <laughs> uh, uh, he's right, though. I mean, like, he, he, where does it stop? So we get back to this break. We'll wrap this subject up in the next uh, the next segment here. But, um, I mean, I've got, like, one here, too, like Pete Buttigieg. I mean, you've got major transportation issues going on, like that are shutting down whole systems. What's he been out there talking about? Not that. Or what about Ted Cruz having to say, why are we interviewing you for a third time for a job on the FCC? Why is AOC? Why is she mad about ads that ran that talked about Jesus? (laughs) Because it apparently offends her. Or how about the fact that we've got, you know, literally soft on crime prosecutors not prosecuting to the extent that even members of Congress are being assaulted in the elevators of their buildings. We'll talk about all that and more. These people are not serious. We'll be right back.
Live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, we got the local, the state, the national, all the issues covering down, like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hour number two. Hour number two. Good gosh. Where, uh, who stole my hour number one? <laughs> hey, uh yeah. Before I go any further, I gotta I gotta make a I gotta make a shameless plug here for some in-house stuff. So first of all, uh, the uh, the podcasted version of the show is kicking. I mean, like like we're we're well over one hundred seventeen thousand downloads every single day. If you listen to the show, great. Let's do it online. We love our live audience. But then also just recognize if you miss a piece or you want to hear part again or you want to send somebody, you know, a, a segment or an interview or, a, you know, a monologue or whatever, you just go into the podcast format we've got. It's all posted. It's out there on every version of podcasting known to man. It's also linked onto our website, rightsideradio.org. And you go ahead and just grab hold of it. We would appreciate it, by the way, if you would, uh, you know, give it a thumbs up or some stars or whatever they have on your particular pl- uh, podcast platform. But, yeah, we're like 117,000 downloads of that one. And then, oh, by the way, there's the another one. Oh, the other one. The, the, the another one. My, that's my son said when he was little. The another one. I like that. The another one. one. The another one, which we like, <laughs> we, like, we like to say is now part of the right side multiverse. Multiverse. I like that. I do, too. All right. The right side multiverse now has its, its newest uh, family in the podcasting format, and that's, that's you and the McQueen. That is on the Right Life podcast. The we Right just, Life. Yeah, just released uh, two new episodes today. Yep, 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 yep. They're up and going. And, and, and it's already kind of getting some traction too which is kind of cool it is it's awesome and uh yeah we just love uh chatting and just sharing our experiences well and y'all are a hoot too which, which helps. she's a hoot i just i'm just there along for the ride <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just go where you're told <laughs> yes that's exactly right <laughs> no yeah y'all y'all listen uh just 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 know that this show has got any number of ways for you to uh participate in it and, uh, and all you right side ruffians out there, if you hear something you like, send it to somebody. And then also just remember, you got the other option, too, which is the Right Life podcast with Boomer and McQueen uh, and his lovely uh, bride, his better three quarters. Yes. Um, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> And uh, I think I think the lovely Charlene and I are going to do a segment with you all sometime soon. You are. And it'll yeah. be it'll be uh, released. We'll make sure that's out there, too. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad of it. And uh, I think it's very cool. All right. Uh, hey, listen, jump back into the topic at hand. These are not serious people. Um, then there's Pete Booty Judge. Hard to take the man serious. Has there ever been a less qualified individual for his role? Well, maybe I read some about him a minute ago. <laughs> I think Samuel Brenton would certainly qualify. But Pete Booty Judge is a cabinet level secretary. He is the DOT secretary for all transportation issues. In the entire United States, which certainly has an impact on the world, and that's him. And, you know, and I, I even read an article the other day that said that, you know, it used to be that the transportation secretary was kind of that, that honorary place where you put somebody, but you just really have a big place for them, and they didn't get much attention, and they kind of went to the house when it was all over with, or used it for a springboard to go somewhere else. And then there's Pete Buttigieg. 
who obviously is an agenda. Every single day, we are told, uh, what have we got here? It's important that we follow green energy policies and we have charging stations everywhere. It's important that we recognize that there are racist roads in the United States and we need to dismantle existing infrastructure because it was built with racism in mind. Mm. Or for that matter, the one he said just two days ago, there's too many white men in the construction industry. What? The? I, so first of all, no, there's, there's not. There are people that do construction. And, and I, I've, seen, I've seen like literally entire crews that were, you know, demographically, you know, mixed. And then I've seen whole crews working on houses that were, you know, all Hispanic or all white or, you know, just a mixture of everything in the world. It depends on where you live. Do you have to import people now to, uh, to make sure that you've got the right number of folks who are of a certain demographic that are helping build your house? I mean, anyway, up on the screen a moment ago, literally while I was waiting to come back from this break, CNN, CNN was talking about the fact that the, remember the when the airline shut down not long ago? That's a Department of Transportation issue because there was an FAA-based system that provides notifications to pilots that went out because it's apparently an archaic system filled with bugs. That falls under his purview. Is it possible it was declining over time and it pre-existed his? Yes. But what did he talk about in the meantime? Hmm, racist roads and white men in construction. How about the situation with the derailing of the train in Ohio? That's big doings for the sound of Ohio. Guess what? It involves broader issues in the transportation arena. What's he talking about? Racist roads, white men in construction. It goes on and on from there, but the story I had from Breitbart, no sense even reading it now because I pretty much covered everything I was going to read out of the story. But, the, yeah, the, the whole thing about Pete, he's a bless-your-heart appointment. That, that's what he is. He's a bless-your-heart appointment. How about this one? Let's go on down to the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission. That, by the way, is the organization that supervises things like, oh, I don't know, right-side radio. But we're looking at the fact that we've got a woman named Gigi Sohn, and Gigi is now up for her third confirmation hearing. Pray tell, why is it necessary to keep bringing her back for a third time? Because she's got issues. And because she is an activist. And because she is the last person who needs to have this job. Ted Cruz pointed out that she was first nominated 15 months ago. And she's made dozens of donations, charitable, I mean, uh, to uh, political, Phil, speak, use your words. She's made dozens of donations to the campaigns of Democrat senators since that time who would be deciding her fate. She says, well, they were small. Okay. Ted Cruz says, I've been in the Senate for 10 years. I've never seen a nominee make contributions to senators while their nomination is pending. I have never seen that once, he said. I had my staff search the records, and if we could find anyone in the Trump administration who'd done that, my staff was unable to find that. He asked, do you think it was poor judgment on your part? Her response is, no. I'm just a citizen who wants to participate in the Democrat. You're a citizen who has something to gain from the process, and you're trying to purchase influence. He also pointed out, by the way, that here she is trying to be, uh, you know, a member of the FCC. And yet she has been openly supportive of a left-wing group called Fight for the Future, which has been out there accusing senators of corruption based on the donations they've received while she gives donations to those who are considering her confirmation. And then on top of all that, she was the member of a board 
of an organization called Locast, which was sued by multiple television networks. And then once she got nominated for a position on the FCC, all of a sudden they settled with her for far, far, far less than they had been pushing for. Interesting. Interesting indeed. These people are not serious. They need agendas. They need somebody to get out there and say, here am I, I have an activist mentality, and I intend to use my position, which is totally unrelated. To get, Oh, you want me to run the Air Force? Um, huh. Oh, you want me to uh, pass laws that benefit society? Oh, mm, huh. How about the New York Post story from two days ago? I, 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 by the way, I, I, JT from Lacey Springs just texted in. He, he said, this serious people topic is making my check engine light come on. <laughs> I get it. I get it. AOC blasts the Jesus Gets Us Super Bowl ads, says they endorse fascism. You seen those boomers? You see them during the Super Bowl, the Jesus Gets Us ads? Yes. Yeah. And and I look at them and go, hmm, who are these people? What are they doing? You know, is it real? Are they actually honoring our Lord, or is it have an agenda? Right. But I didn't see anything that really made me want to scream or anything. No, it was just a, huh, I wonder who put these out. Yeah, exactly. That's all. Well, uh, not to Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So Sandy Cortez, the former barista now in Congress, um, she says, something tells me Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. Where did she find fascism? Pray tell, how could that possibly be a thing? Because all the ads did was show things like, you know, urging viewers to be more childlike and featuring the kinds of pictures of kids, you know, uh, of different races hugging each other. And, and then the other one was people who were violently confronting each other, but then saying, Jesus loves the people that we hate. He gets us. Okay. All that's true, actually. But she says it's about fascism. Why would that be? Oh, maybe because David Green, the co-founder of Hobby Lobby, which also successfully argued before the Supreme Court that it had the right to deny contraceptive coverage on, on religious grounds, is a part of the background of this. So it's fascism. Because Sandy Cortez is not there to be a congresswoman. She's an activist. She's not a serious person. And then lastly, I'll tell you somebody who got serious just very recently. And I'm glad she's all right. I really am. I mean, I say that with all sincerity. Democrat Representative Angie Craig. She's a member of Congress. Story came out yesterday in town hall. She spoke out as a Democrat against Washington, D.C.'s soft-on-crime policies After just this week, she was attacked by somebody in the elevator of her apartment building. And she's demanding that something be done about crime. So she's now serious. Her party, by the way, her party is the one causing this. Members of the Democrat Party are the ones who are making the soft on crime policies and electing the DAs who are not charging people or, for that matter, not prosecuting people. And she says, I got attacked by someone who the District of Columbia has not prosecuted fully Over the course of almost a decade, I was the 13th of his assaults, 13 times. The guy just keeps going in, coming back out, going in, coming back out, having his charges reduced by soft-on-crime DAs in the Democrat Party because they're not serious about their job. They're not serious people. They're there to make an agenda come true. But Democrat Rep. Angie Craig came out with some bruises, but she threw a coffee in in his face and got away. And she's saying now somebody's got to do something because now she's serious because it happened to her. All right. Well, tell you what, that's it for that part of the dipper. These people are not serious. These are not serious people. I'm just saying. Let's go and take a break. We'll come right back. 
Jump into number two of the Triple Dipper. Take your calls if you want to call, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. 